five. Loading. Four. It's a sharing up. And so sorry. Three. Almost there. Two. Cross. And Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan is gone. Oh, can you believe this? One. Here we go. Now. Introducing Sunday League Finest Podcast with your host, David Donis and Roberto O.B. Hernandez. Welcome to Sunday League's Finest. I am David Donis. O.B. finally let me start off the show, so I'm very happy about that. Welcome everybody in. Let's talk about some soccer. O.B., how you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. It wasn't the fact that I let him start it in. I just, I just felt sorry for him, you know what I mean? So I was like, David, why don't you give it a nice little shout and... Uh, Maybe you guys enjoy that a little bit more. Let us know, you know, but doing pretty good. I'm going to make sure viewership goes up by at least 20% because I started the show off. You're gonna, Hey, you're going to uh, rewatch the show 20 times or what? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, now I, feel like, I feel like I have so much more power now. All right. Let's see. Let's see how it goes with David running the show. <laughs> now I know how you feel. I have a, I have a big dick energy right now. Dude, I, I, feel, I, I feel a little bit different now that you're kind of leading the show. I'm a little bit back, you know. I don't know. I don't know how I like it's, this. It's, it's a lot easier. Is this how short people feel in life? Uh, what do you mean, dude? I'm tall. You're just you, you're just ginormous. You ate the your parents gave you like the wrong crap when you were growing up, dude. Non-GMO all, stuff. All the stories, all of it had steroids. That's what it is. Exactly what it was. Exactly what it is. Um, but yeah, dude, it's going good. How was the weekend? Uh man, it was good. Obviously, you know we're gonna talk about it. We had not one but two huge finals over the weekend. Uh, so, so oh, you heard about my that, game. Nice, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I, I was on the edge of my seat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend. I uh, got to see my brother. I uh, visited him in uh, Reno. Um, Reno, your brother in Reno, sure. <laughs> Reno isn't all it's cracked out to be. I thought it was going to be a little bit nicer, I guess. But it's, really, it's, it's, what do you mean? It's like falling apart or old or from what? the outside. Like, seriously, I got to the casino from the outside. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is where we're staying. This is ghetto as hell. And then you get in <laughs> and it's, it's very nice, you know. Um, but I just feel like you kind of think of Reno and maybe it's just my bad perspective as a mini Las Vegas. But when you get there, it's not as lit. Um, like and I mean lit as in like actual lights um, and everything does look a little bit more old. Um but it is what it is. It's still a good weekend. Got to enjoy the Copa America and a little UFC action too. Is it is it smaller than like Old Town Vegas? Pro- probably similar, but less again, less lights and I think even more ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to the cat house? Uh, what what is that, David? Yeah. Uh, our viewers can look it up uh, on their own time. David be going <laughs> to Hong Kong and stuff too, and Tijuana. Yeah, right. Um, hey, man, what what did you think about the UFC fight, man? Was that anticlimactic or what? Dude, fight the main event fight started off great. Um, it is what it is. Freak injuries, dude. I mean, for everyone that's listening, dude. Freak injuries always scare the heck out of me in any sport, right? Whether it's an NBA player coming down, boom, ACL, or a soccer player, you know, just running, all these different, ah, it's just, it sucks. The non-contact like that one was, um, well, they say there could have been contact that created it, but it is what it is. Still yeah. freak injury. Yeah, and, and also my, our boy, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., who was the star for the Braves, also had an injury like that where he was just trying to make a play and just landed bad in Torrey's ACL, so he's out for the season. So, yeah, you see it in soccer all the time. Anytime uh, somebody's not touched, the injury is, like, way worse than if somebody would have just, like, laid him out. But, yeah, on the, obviously we're talking about the Conor McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight. Um, I don't know if you live under a rock that you didn't know what was going on this weekend, but um, yeah, it was a it was a good first round. It was hot. Dustin Poirier was was probably getting better at the exchanges, and then in the last what like twenty thirty seconds of the fight, it's the last uh, eleven seconds when he stepped back. Yeah, yeah. He, Connor steps back, and man, you just see a nasty, gruesome uh, like snap of his lower foot. People thought it was an ankle injury, but it was actually <laughs> happened to be his actual uh, was it tibia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah I don't have that little. I don't have that little makeshift skeleton where you can be like <laughs> this bone connected to that bone, bone and that bone connected to the <laughs> H bone. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but it's definitely wild, wild events. Um, obviously, the man is a good promoter. Like they said, I think one of the UFC uh, fighters tweeted and was like, 
dude, I've never seen somebody fall, break his leg, and immediately start promoting his next fight. <laughs> hey, how funny was it that like Joe Rogan sat next to him on the on the floor of the cage and interviewed him? <laughs> I know, I know. That's something that you need to do. Make a hey, do something Joe Rogan does and actually put forth an effort. Man, if I was getting if, as much as he was getting paid, I'd be doing it. You'd be you'd be doing something. <laughs> yeah, no uh, kidding me, huh? But guys, I know you guys enjoy the UFC a little bit, but we're here to talk about all the soccer, and we're gonna need all the time for that. Um, starting as always, the MLS roundup. So we'll get straight into that. Yeah. It's time for MLS roundup. All right, MLS Roundup, David. Um, obviously, there wasn't any games this weekend due to all the other international games, but there was midweek games, David. Um, did Atlanta play? I'm not sure. Um, I not almost wish important. they didn't. <laughs> we're, we're going for a record to set, uh, uh, to have as many of uh, the most draws in MLS history this year. Uh, we got our seventh draw over, uh, this week, almost over the weekend, this past week. Um, so, I uh, mean, it's just... Right now, it's really tough. Uh, we know Joseph again. We had uh, we have obviously George Bello, Miles Robinson, who, who started for the U.S. Uh, this past weekend, and uh, Brad Gusan and uh, Ezekiel Barco all off on international duty. So we were playing bad before they left. Uh, so now it's getting even compounded. Where, I mean, we're we're playing with players that are like we had like five players in that game starting for the first time. Um, so for the 2-2 result, it's actually not as doom and gloom as you would have thought because it's actually a pretty good result considering the players we had. And then we also got a red card in the game. Um, so, uh, you know, not 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 the worst result, um, but still, I mean, pretty soon. We, we talked about it before. The, the teams are starting to separate. And if you're not getting points, and I mean, like, you know, wins, um, you know, you're going to be left behind and then you're going to be scrambling for that for that last playoff spot. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if Gabriel Heinz actually understands the job is to win games and not tie them. <laughs> because even when he's ahead, right, he figures out a way to let the other team come back and tie the game. So I don't know, dude. A little bit strange. Start. Do you think? Uh, do you think Joseph's yeah. the answer to all the problems? Um, we definitely are missing a striker. I mean, you saw we had uh, Kubo Torres up there um, doing God knows what, everything but score a goal. He thought he, he was playing goalie. Was, yeah, idiot. <laughs> They cross the ball in. and look. The keeper had that corner cover. Like, there's nobody going on, and he goes ahead it, but freaking punches the ball. Uh, just, and I'm pretty sure that's he was a backup to Joseph because we had Lisandro Lopez, uh, but uh, his, you know, his. I think his father had passed away, so he went back to Argentina. So uh, Dolores became our number two, but obviously Joseph's out, so he's the number one now. Um, and now, but we put in the other kid, John Conway, who's from the twos, um, that obviously scored. So he's a better alternative than uh, Torres and you know he's uh, Torres is just I think he's he's too old washed up doesn't doesn't remember how it feels to actually put a ball in the back of the net do you know what it feels like to put a ball in the back of the net yeah I do every time I play against you hey you wish um every time we do the charity event where I have to let you score dude um everybody who plays against uh uh, Obi and keeper just uh, shoot the ball down on the ground. He'll he'll miss it every time. Foot saves, dude. Foot saves. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously it it looked like a pretty crazy turn of events. I guess the positive for you guys is that you guys went down two to one and you were able to bounce back um, and actually keep fighting. So I guess that's a positive. Yeah, it, it's different when you're up two nil, controlling the whole game, and then you can see two and it's two two versus. You know, you're not really you're coming from behind every time, and you you get that goal to to split the points, especially when you know you're you're down a man. Um, and that red card too was also pretty controversial. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I mean, the player goes into the tackle, the you know top of the 18. If he's if he lets if he doesn't do anything, that the player's in on goal. Um, and Jake Moraney, you know, maybe you could have said it was a bad time. Most people didn't even think it was a foul, but because the studs were showing. But if you're coming at that angle, there's literally no other way you can come to the ball. And he didn't touch the player, so um, it was a it was a pretty bad call, I think. And the VAR didn't overturn it. Nope. What can we say? What can we do, dude? It is. Yeah, what but anyways, it is. enough about United. Tell me about your boys, Galaxy, who seem to be cruising, man. Nah, well, you see, we we definitely had a, a rough outing on the Fourth of July. We weren't able to get the win, um, but came back versus FC Dallas and 
put it away three to one. Uh, it's disappointing night that we weren't able to get the actual clean sheet. You know, we were dominating the match. Uh, stupid let it down. Um, look, FC Dallas, basically FC Dallas is academy playing with a few uh, people sprinkled in here and there. I don't think it, it says a lot about us, but it definitely shows that we were able to, you know, get the job done. And that's without Chicharito still injured. It's without one of our center backs. So it's without a lot of our players, just like you guys going to the international break. Uh, well, not break, but the international cup. So it is what it is, but we were able to get it done. And now looking forward to the next matches and hopefully Chicharito bounces back and able to get some goals. Look at you complaining about winning and a world over here can't even buy a win. Hey. That F was you, us, man. dude. That was us. Hey, you, hey, for the past, well, you've been where we've been, dude, for the past five years. Finally, Vanny has the ship corrected, and it's going pretty good, you know? What else can we say? Um, but it's going good. The result that I want to talk about that stood out, dude, is, you know, Toronto just fired the coach. And then they come back and beat New England 3-2, to two, who New England is one of the top teams in the East, dude. Bro. Our 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 good curse continues. Like we talk and talk about teams and they they start winning, dude. Except for um, our own teams. I guess you can't really unless you talk shoot. crap. I've talked crap about Atlanta, but you haven't yet. So maybe that's what it is. Say something bad yeah. about Atlanta. Come on. Atlanta blows. There we go. Favorite that one way. didn't come as that one didn't come out as as like true as like when I talk junk about Guatemala because they're a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> we'll talk about but, that one later, dude. But the funny thing is you, yeah, you mentioned that, yeah, obviously Toronto will be New England, which is crazy. They're at the top of the East and uh, we actually have New England coming up this weekend. Um, so I'm hoping maybe some of that uh, juju, you know, comes our way. Because, uh, you know, the MLS is so, it's so crazy because you can go uh, against uh, the top team in the league and you think you're going to get smashed. And then you end, you end up winning. And then you play against, like, the last place team, and then you end up get, losing. So it's, like, it's always a very unpredictable league. To, uh, hard to tell what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you 100% there. It, it, but, I mean, that's kind of why we love the league, right? It's uh, back and forth. Love, love and hate. Love and hate. Love-hate relationship. Love-hate relationship. Yeah. Hey, and your, uh, your second team, um, LA, LAFC, one two zero. She was 2.0, dude. Um, yeah, they beat Austin FC 2-0. Um, kind of expected it is what it is. Uh, but any other results that stand out to you? No, uh, just really quick, just so everybody knows kind of, kind of how the standings are. So LAFC, man, they were, remember we were talking how bad they were doing, and now they're in a playoff spot, dude. Um, so it's kind of crazy. They're number they're number uh, five in the West now. Seattle's still at the top. Sporting KC, you guys are uh, number three. Look at you guys. You know what we do best? Hey, yeah, and then uh, yeah. Go for it. Nah, just Atlanta United is in tenth place, on thirteen points, um, four points out of a playoff spot. Um, so that's why I told you that separation is starting to happen, man. So if, if Gabriel Heinze doesn't start, you know, putting some wins together, it's gonna be in the hot seat, Mijo. Yeah, definitely. I think you will. Um, we'll see exactly when that becomes, and I mean, Boca Negra is gonna be in the hot seat as well. Yeah, also kind of a big thing is that uh, Columbus, the defending champs right now, they are outside of a playoff spot in eighth place. Um, but obviously they're they're tied on 17 with the Red Bulls and New York City that um, are slightly above them. So it's just goal differential that separates them. Yeah, so and, and, and remember, we're talking very highly about them, especially in the CONCACAF Champions League. We thought they were going to be able to make continue making the splash, and it looks like they're struggling. Um, could be, you know, the championship curse where you kind of – just come back and you everyone got lazy over the uh break and everything and uh, didn't come back as hard the one thing that i wanted to uh, kind of mention and it's just a crazy fact was how many red cards there were during the week dude four red cards. <laughs> yeah there were four red cards total but the crazy thing was that both games on thursday red cards and the game on friday red cards so you saw a red card multiple times if you're watching those games yeah that's, that's pretty funny and all draws too so, yeah, yeah, it's dude. Crazy. Yeah, it's that so was, random. That was that was pretty random. Uh, fact of the day, just in case you guys were wondering. Um, but going <laughs> into the counterparts of the NWSL, um, you know, obviously the Olympics are coming up. Everyone's calling in their players, dude. Well, two New Zealand players, one from Orlando Pride and one from I want to say the Courage, um, were denied the early release. I guess. Um, I guess FIFA. 
who said you could have to release them by July 12th, which is today. And I guess New Zealand asked way back when if they can get them earlier, right, to, for beginning preparations. And two teams denied them. But the New Zealand coach was, like, pissed off because he was like, okay, that's fine. The clubs aren't going to release their players. But then he said he saw all the other big international stars leaving their clubs to go early. He says, so why why aren't his players allowed? So what do you think about that? Do you think that the club has the right to say, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I want to keep them for this extra game. Or what do you think? You know why their players aren't allowed? Why? Because it's, it's New Zealand. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. He said it's discrimination. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it probably is. I mean, yeah, you can't, you can't pick and choose based on the teams because if not uh, – you know, nobody would let their Guatemalan players go. <laughs> but maybe it was a pick and choose on based on their players. Maybe they really needed those players. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. They probably weren't doing it because it's like, oh, it's New Zealand. No one gives a crap. It's probably like, hey, you know, we really need these players. Um, you know, so it is what it is. But again, you know, if, if it's if if well, I guess they weren't required to by FIFA. It was just to do it because earlier, they had to yeah, to, right? Yeah, it was yeah. to do it earlier. But I mean, as a coach, what you would be pissed off too, right? Like, uh, it's understandable if the whole league didn't let people go, but the same team was like letting players go. Yeah, I mean, I get that. And the same thing we're saying, like, hey, it's New Zealand. It's also like, hey, it's NWSL, you know. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I, I mean, that's if you said you would, that's just bad on your. It's just a bad look for your club if you don't let the players go. I mean, they can, you know, they can. They should be able to survive, um, you know, without those two players sound like it's uh my my baby girl uh alex morgan you know <laughs> we'll see we'll see if they're able to survive um but now they're actually left and they're going to the olympics actually starting up soon and another thing that i want to talk about in the nwsl is that i don't believe and i didn't find any articles but i found an article complaining about it i don't believe they have var do you think a league like that should have VAR? Um, I mean, I think every respectable league sh- should have VAR, but, I mean, it's... I guess it comes down to the capabilities and the money because you're having to pay, you know, I think some you know, folks to be up in the booth. Yeah, but is then... it really that hard just to play a replay? Like, uh, uh, maybe not go as far and extend, but maybe just one TV and you can replay uh, something very fast? Uh, I mean, I guess not. If they could do it in South America, I would think they could do it in the NWSL. Yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, I kind of, I guess, have some jealousy towards them because it's it's, ni- back. it's nice not to have VAR at the same time, you know? like You want to go back to a simpler time? Well, yeah, be, dude. All right. First of all, the whole penalty, right? The drama with Denmark, uh, England versus Denmark, they got through on the soft PK, which many of us. Yeah, right, dude. It was there, definitely soft. Well, either way, VAR is supposed to be there to correct those type of things. If they're not going to get that right, why do we even have VAR? Because it wasn't clear and obvious. It was, dude. Literally, Sterling had no well, contact and dude. just threw himself. Oh, yeah, he did. You can see. Oh, like, there was you... literally zero contact, dude. And then, dude, as you guys can see here, this is another reason why I think VAR is stupid. Because if David's in the booth, cool, not clear and obvious. If I'm PK... So at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything. It's still a matter of perspective. So why yeah, have but it? The thing is, well, the VAR is supposed to like correct the 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 clear and obvious. Exactly, the, and in your opinion, but those are in those your are opinion, clear and obvious. Okay, in your opinion, but in my opinion, it was clear and obvious that it wasn't a PK. Yeah, because you're stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> so my thing is, if we're if you're gonna have this argument, VAR doesn't even need to exist. Nah, dude, you can't put the genie back in the lamp, It's bro. like, okay, in baseball, it makes like sense. Saying, in in like baseball, saying... it makes sense. Hold on. baseball, it makes sense. You can clearly tell when the ball gets to the glove before the runner hits the bag. In soccer, everything's subjective. You're going to be, in your opinion, it's a foul. In my opinion, it's not. Hey, first of all, you don't ever tell me to hold on. You got that? This is my freaking podcast, and I started it. Apparently, we're letting myself. you run the show today. <laughs> nah, I, he's I on, a, it, he's on a trip. You can't. You can't, you can't go back, dude. It's like it's, it's like saying, oh, man, I wish things were before we had the internet. Dude, you can go back, though. <laughs> I mean, you can go back to a flip phone, but that's about it in your own little world. So you're telling me if there's a new law introduced and you don't like it, you can't change it? A new law? Yeah, like law like in a, the game, in the soccer game. Like, they change the rules. Like, they have, like, constantly. 
I think yeah, but a, a law and a video assistant replay. VAR like a whole is basically thing. a change. No, it's not, dude. And that's, that's a whole. That's a whole other. There's no way it can go now because now you know it exists. So anytime somebody scores a ball with their hand in a major tournament, people are gonna be like, "Oh, we could have used VAR for this." Okay, so then maybe we just have VAR for that. Handballs go directly oh, to goals. Nothing else. Even, well, what, what, what if somebody's like five feet off sides? Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that to, to, to have. I mean, but I, that's pretty much what they try to do is like clear and obvious mistakes, uh, mistaken identity, um, you know, like when a goal is involved and, you know, penalties and like red cards. So it's what it's doing now. It's just. But it's not good. In any country. The MLS is probably the best at it, and we suck still. I don't know about that. Okay, you're telling me the EPL has it way better? The EPL, dude, they're ridiculous. They're like, uh, he breathed, and the air was across, so that's offside. My goodness. Yeah, well, that's when the Euros, remember, they had said that anything that's not like, uh, uh, they won't draw the line, so anything that's like not offside, that isn't obvious, they weren't going to call. So, so they, that was like a change. We're, we're talking about the EPL. Euros and EPL are two different things. Oh, uh, here we go. Do you, we're not talking about v- Do you not know we're the talking difference? About, we're talking about VAR in general. We're people. talking about how bad the EPL is. You know what? VAR. I'm going to start the, I'm gonna start this podcast with somebody else. I'm going to call up Gus. I'm going to call luck. our friend Gus. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Mijo, let's, let's, let's move Good on. Good like figuring out the technology. The dude that <laughs> downloaded the, the flashlight app. <laughs> so we don't even know about that (laughs) all right well just one last thing in the end of your cell is hey david can you guess who still hasn't won a game i don't know who kansas city dude they still haven't won a game in 10 games dude (laughs) that's sad damn dude anyway maybe that's why do they need were those a team that had the new zealanders Nah, nah. (laughs) it was olympic uh rain and uh pride (laughs) Sorry. Damn, dude, they're on three points. Um, so, man, I, how, how do you go on the rest of the season knowing that? I mean, you would have to go on a a huge, like, winning streak to really make the playoffs. Which isn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it sucks for their fans. Yep. They should show, they should show up uh, to the game. I don't know if you saw the video where, like, the – the supporters behind the goal have giant arrows pointing towards the oh, goal yeah. to score. <laughs> yeah. What? Dude, that thing is hilarious every time I see it. And they're just running on the arrows. And when the ball moves, they, they run with it. Yeah, dude, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, But, yeah. All right, David, let's move in. We don't really have anything in Americans Broads and International. Um, We'll talk about them when we get to the Gold Cup. So we'll just kind of move on to the rest of the world. David, Copa America final Argentina Brazil let me know your thoughts let me know so much emotion uh I just don't know what to say props to Messi uh he had a real I mean he had a great tournament like which he usually always does for Argentina so it's just it's just good that he finally got his man uh I want to say he always does uh okay well I don't know he he at least ha- he never has a bad tournament. I don't think. I mean, he missed a penalty, but I don't. You know that that could happen to anybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the final was it was a a good final. I wouldn't say it was great. I think once Argentina went down early, I mean, scored earlier in the game. Uh, you know, they kind of sat back for a little bit, but they still were were deadly um, going forward. Um, so it was a great game, uh, great intensity. Um, you know, you, you just what can you say? We we both said at the beginning of this thing that. We hope Messi would 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 finally win something with Argentina, and he did. And you could just see um, how much it meant. And you could see like just throughout the the last the last uh, game when they went to penalties, you know, um, every every like save, every kick, like you can see it on his face. Yeah, it, it was definitely a a good tournament for him. I think it went really really well. Um, I think you know, obviously he he missed that opportunity. Uh, put the nails in the coffin you know to make it 2-0 at the end of the game um but dude like i think one of the commentators said is they always said if messi's gonna win an international trophy he needs help from the supporting cast in the final and he got it yep. today they finally they finally did it for him 
Um, you know, even when I don't think he had an amazing game, they helped him. And, dude, Messi finally, finally, finally has won something with Argentina. And Argentina has finally won something in a long, long time, dude. It's, it was sad seeing Neymar cry, though, huh? Yeah, but I don't know if you saw that. There was, like, a video after when Argentina was celebrating and Neymar went to go find uh, Messi and they kind of hugged each other. I think they were both crying. So, you know, it was kind of one of those... Uh, those moments that uh you know was big for both players yeah yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure you know Neymar was happy afterwards well not completely happy but you know happy for his friend but yeah it is what it is um Neymar actually hasn't won anything with Brazil yet and a lot of people haven't spoken about that so now it's maybe next turn is next to win something but Messi congratulations go I know you listen to this yeah. podcast. Felicidades. <laughs> hey, could you imagine? Because like when he missed that, like that. I mean, that that he should at least put that thing on, on frame. Um, if he would have missed that, and then Brazil came and scored right oh, after, dude. Everyone would have eaten him alive, dude. I was thinking that was gonna happen. And here's the thing. Obviously, like I wanted Argentina to win, um, as as a lot of other folks did. But I, you know, I was kind of like wanting Brazil to score because. You know, they kept they were attacking and I wanted the game to, you know, go longer than just ended 90 minutes. But then it also would put the risk of, you know, Messi and Argentina winning also. Did you feel that, too? Yeah. Yeah, I get that is. Yeah, it, it would have been bad. I mean, it would have been bad. Um, But, dude, what do you think about, like, all the flopping during the game? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just, <laughs> it's just what South America and even CONCACAF uh do a lot more than you know european soccer so it's, it is annoying um you know i still want to find i don't know what you would have to do to find a way to, to cut that crap out because the thing is like people do all this flopping and stuff and you know find ways to waste time and then the ref still is like at the end of the game is like all right we're gonna have like eight minutes of stoppage time so i'm like it didn't really work <laughs> yeah but what i hate is at the end of the st- in in stoppage time all the time that's wasted there that you're supposed to add it back up you get me but they never do yeah and i think you know because you know the, the ref is always stop his watch for everything which you know it'd be nice for them to do but i understand it because at the end of the game i mean you're gonna have like ridiculous stoppage time yeah you know? but what i'm saying is it's like two minutes of stoppage time and then like literally they get a foul called at the start of it and they literally waste all two minutes setting up the free kick <laughs> that's true yeah and you know the, the thing i want refs to 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 push the players more to to get on with it um and then if if they if they don't you know like just start giving cards because that's the only way to 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 make that stick you know and, and to speed the game up a little bit yeah no i agree i agree um obviously you i'm okay with some of it, the antics that go on the soccer you know iq but once it becomes that obvious, it's just like, come on, dude. It gets annoying. But, yeah, good Copa America. I enjoyed the whole tournament. Wish it was, uh, you know, formatted a little bit better. But that wasn't really due to their fault. They had invited uh, teams. But it is what it is. Now, David. I well, think- hey, really quick, really quick. Uh, I just wanted to go over some of the stats of the game. So, possession was 59 Brazil, 41 Argentina, six total shards uh, for Argentina. <laughs> six for total shards? Not going to let that one go, dude. Damn. How do you keep that record? <laughs> what, what game were you watching? You're really close on those shards, dude. I must have been watching the hot dog eating contest. Man. <laughs> uh, that, they, I, when I say they keep record of everything in a game, there you go, dude. Six total dude, shards. baseball. Baseball probably has that stat, dude. They keep a stat about everything. Oh, dude. Baseball would be like... <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the the Dodgers have never lost when leading by two on a 77-degree night and uh, so-and-so's in the building? You're like, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Who found out that stat? I, I know. But uh, just get it going on. So six, six total shots at 13. Um, chances created five to eight. Uh, 272 Accurate passes to Brazil's 423. Um, so, you know, Brazil had the, had the better stats. But obviously, you know, usually when, when you get to a final, when you're – and we'll, we'll, we're kind of preluding the England-Italy game. When you go up uh, in the game, you, you tend to sit back. Um, now, I wouldn't start that at the uh, 45th minute, but, you know, <laughs> we'll yeah. get into that. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, obviously, that's what I was going to say. If it's 0-0, maybe those stats are a little bit different. Um, but it is what it is. Great. Thanks for uh, giving us those stats, and uh, I like it. But as we always say, stats don't always show the game, right? Yeah, that's why, you know, we'll, we'll go over the stats with the Guatemala and Salvador game. It definitely possessed <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, but uh, and then uh, the so the man of the tournament and the golden boot was uh, of course Leo Messi, four goals, five assists, um, just a baller, man. Yeah, definitely. Those stats literally show you how much work he put into this tournament. Um, Argentina wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it, we've touched on this, but yeah, the the format of the tournament is a little weird. I mean, it's ten teams, COVID, whatever. I don't really care about that. There's not much you can do about it. Um, but the whole like going to penalties right after the game's over, that's I mean, that's probably why. No offense to Chile, but why they won it twice in 2015 and 2017. Uh, I I would think that with extra time, you know, they would have. Argentina or Brazil probably would have found a way to to get that the goal, you know. So you love extra time. And yeah, and, and the knockout stage, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. No, I agree. Uh, it definitely will ha- oh. give the extra thirty minutes, you know, to the better team to get create the more chances. Yeah, that's 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 hella risky, man. Um, I mean, you could think about, dude, if you had that in the Gold Cup, I would think there'd be a lot of opportunities for teams outside of Mexico and U.S. to make it to the final. Mm, not everybody's that good in penalties in the in the CONCACAF, dude. <laughs> With the Guatemala and uh, Guadalupe penalties? Yeah, we'll go into that, too. <laughs> no, so, no, that'll be the... Oh, you want to do that? Uh, okay. We'll later, do that later, we'll do that later. Uh, later, later. Yeah, but going into the... Speaking of penalties, we'll go into the European final... The year you got to say the Euro 2020s. Remember, it's not 2021. The Euro 2020. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they keep that. Dude. I don't know. And and the it commentators kept saying it. Did you hear them? They were like, "It's the Euro 2020," as we're told to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but it is what it is. England. You know why? Actually, it's probably because they made all the, like the the t-shirts and the mugs and the water bottles that all say 2020. That's what, like, dude. No, honestly, <laughs> I think they didn't want to pay to put 2021 on the new logo, so they just said 2020. Um, yeah. But Italy versus England. I mean, let's be honest. Who would have thought these two teams would be in the final? Italy did have a great run though under Mancini. I, I think they brought their total up to like 30 something games unbeaten in a row but what i'm saying is italy didn't qualify for the last world cup mm-hmm. england is a team that hasn't been in a final since what 1960 something 1966 they won the world cup yeah so they haven't been in the final and then italy versus england dude and it's going rome it's going rome it's going to rome um sorry english as as michael would say football belongs where in Guatemala. <laughs> nah, um, dude, it is what it is. It was a great game. I enjoyed it. I think England should have never sat back. Um, I think that early goal actually hurt them rather than helped them. Italy from there just dominated. And then after the Italy goal, you saw England come out of play and they actually mm-hmm. still created more. Ch- they created some chances to put it away. So that's what all I'm right. saying is. If they would have not just sat back, and we talk about this all the time, right? Like, why score and sit back? You only sit back maybe with the last 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, all, all right. right, let's protect this lead. But they started sitting back since, like, the eighth minute. I don't know about the eighth minute, but so England Dude, scores in the they sat back England, early. England scores in the sixth minute. That's sixth, second minute. And then I would say about the 35th minute is when they stop going forward because they could they sat back a little bit, but they were still at least going into the Italy's attacking half. And by about the thirty fifth minute, I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't. You could probably count the number of times they crossed half field, um, and they did that. You know, all the way up until Italy scored, which you could see Italy was just mounting attack after attack, and England sitting in this deep block. And the risk with that is like, yeah, obviously if they don't score, you win the game. But, you know, whenever the other team scores, which Italy did, it's really hard to ramp that back up after defending for such a long time. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, dude, I think Saka, ever since he came in as a sub, didn't do 
anything. Yeah, he didn't couldn't get good. a touch right. Like literally, every single touch was awful. Um, Even Sterling, dude. Sterling had a lot of chances to put good ball. Like he would get in a good position, and then he would just finish that. That final ball was just, it's just, just bad. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I don't know why Phil Foden didn't get into the game, and Jaden Sancho didn't get in earlier. Like, dude, yeah. you have these quality players on the bench. As soon as you guys scored on, I, I, I would have put those players in. Um, I think they would have been game changers. Um, but I mean, dude, it was pretty crazy. I was watching at a bar full of basically 90% English people and then like 10% of them were uh going for Italy. Dude, it was it was sad when it turned it took that turn, but dude, what do you think about Gareth Southgate bringing in Rashford and Sancho in the last 2 minutes? Fresh players. Well, well they were put in at the subline in the last 2 minutes and they got in with like 30 seconds to spare and put them yeah. in just to take PKs. Like I think you that's know. ridiculous, dude. Yeah, I, I was when I was watching the game and I saw that substitution happen. And I was like, I was like, all right, uh, is Gareth Southgate bringing him in just to take penalties, or is he like going to win the game now? Because if he was going to win the game now, then yeah, you know, it's fine or whatever. Don't put him in the five men that are going to take PKs because they're cold, right? Who wants to yeah. come and do something like that coming in cold? Well, like, and why wouldn't you bring in Rashford and Sancho in with in at least in the second half of the extra time? Telling me 15 minutes players like that are super fresh, aren't going to be able to. Cellini literally was on his last legs, dude. You saw him pull yeah. down uh, Saka. He w- he couldn't yeah. run anymore. <laughs> he freaking yeah, he killed uh, him. Horse collar, dude. Actually, Football, that, horse collar right dude, there. Dude, in reality, that could have even been a red card. That's because it, it, it was yeah. exaggerated. It wasn't like a slight pull. He literally tackled him like you just said, horse yeah. collared him. Yeah, but exactly. I don't know. I think Gareth Southgate got it wrong there. I mean, look, not to criticize him too much, hats off to him because he was able to take England for the first time back to a final, right? Um, but the curse of the PKs, the English PKs again, got him. Yeah, so, you know, I guess if, if for the next time England is this, this position, I mean, you got to do whatever it takes to win it in regulation, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Not regulation, but I guess extra time too. But you cannot let it go to penalties. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially knowing how bad the English are in, in, in PKs. Well, that's the reason. Stupid. No, nah. it's not because they're good that well, they dude, would want to finish. You shouldn't want to go to PKs anyways. Nobody does, obviously. Well, but... they did. They tried to. Well, anyways, Mijo, how about uh, Chiellini and Bonucci, dude? Freaking, they, they, it was hard to tell them apart a few times. They got like the same, like around the same age. They got the same. Uh, Shaved head. That's when my dad was. My dad was like, "Hey, isn't that the guy that scored?" And I was like, "Oh no, that's Cellini. Uh, Bonici scored. Cellini was the guy that committed the foul." Like, ah, uh, dude, yeah, same similar name. OGs, old men, up there, dude. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that you know they're like the the backbone that got the team you know through this tournament. And uh, yeah, freaking Chiellini is uh, thirty six years old. I know, dude. Um, and you at how old are you, David? <laughs> I know, I'm 33. You can't imagine. And uh, barely could run today. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and Banucci's 34 too. So, uh, man, it, you know, it's we, we we talk about youth so much of the game, but shoot, sometimes the uh, the veterans can uh, still still sling it, man. Yeah, and I think well, what's crazy is that. Uh, Cellini versus the Spain game, right? In the PKs, how like he won my like mentally, how he was just laughing with Jordi Alba. Alba was like serious. Did you see that when they were ta- choosing the what side they're going to be taking and who was going to take first? Yeah, I did see that. That was pretty. That was pretty crazy to see that. that they, they, you know, in that situation, they're not super tense. I, he, I think he did it like for that reason. Like he, well, first of all, he didn't even take one, but. He, no, okay. That makes it a lot easier to joke yeah, around. Yeah, but but I think he was trying to joke around and put them off, you know, because he didn't know if Jordi Alba was taking one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hey, let me ask you. Have you checked in on your brother-in-law? How's he doing? Uh, hey, hey, my dad was more upset than he was. So <laughs> I was like, I don't, my dad was like, Dad, you're not even English. Why are you so your upset? Your dad's like, oh, it's not coming home, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no good. I mean, I mean, they obviously they were they were pretty pretty you know beat up about it, um, you know. But it is what it is. I think most people would say you know Italy was the more favorite team going into it. Anyways, you just 
but obviously, you know, you're at Wembley, you have home field advantage, and you have a ton of English fans there. Um, but, I mean, they still made it to the final. I mean, you always want to win it because nobody ever remembers second place, right? If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously they go into the penalties. Uh, Gareth South- Southgate brings in Marcus Rashford and Jaden Sancho off the bench. They're in the five to take the PK. They miss both. They each miss it. And then the final PK because, uh, well, how do you say it? Donurama? Donurama? Yeah, Donurama. The, the, the keeper for Italy, um, you know, saves, saves those. And then you have uh, Bukayo Saka, who plays for Arsenal. Not Arsenal's fault. Um, Definitely is. The, the deciding PK, the whole hopes of a nation rests on this young kid. Who, what kind of coach puts a player in that situation? Do you think nobody wanted to step up? No. Or do you think the player wanted to step up? What do you think happened that that was even made possible? I don't, I don't know what happened because, I mean, he didn't have a good touch all single game, all game long, and you're going to put him or take a, the final crucial PK. I don't know why that happened. Um, there was criticism of, of Jack Grealish. You know, Sky Sports said it, Jack Grealish needs to step up and take a PK, and then Grealish replied and said, Gareth Southgate got it right most of uh, all tournament long, and he did on, on the night. But I just want you guys to know, I stepped up and I said I wanted a PK, but Southgate uh, had a different order. So I think players stepped up, but for some reason, Gareth Southgate wanted Rashford, Sancho, and Saka in that order. Wow. I mean, crazy. I mean, Man, look, the kid's, if, ni- the kid's 19 years old, dude. I know. And, and, he, the plays Euro for, and he plays for Arsenal. That should just tell you, dude. Hey, Don't hey. Look, if it's an what? FA Cup final, oh, dude, you let him take him because Arsenal, that's all they do. But, <laughs> hey, well, they're gonna change the name of the FA Cup to the Arsenal Cup. To the Gunner Cup. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, was, it was definitely a lot of pressure put on him, and unfortunately, he didn't get it. But the 22 year old on the other side, Donnarumma, beast, huh? 20. He's 22. Dude, he's, he's been yeah. He's been playing professionally. <laughs> he's been playing professionally and starting since 16. Oh my god. Yeah. So I mean. Man of the tournament? Yeah, uh, he is the man of the tournament, which is that the first time like a keeper has, or it's been a while, right? Probably one of the first times, dude. We don't get the love. We just get the blame. Yeah, that's definitely true. No one likes you. No one likes you. No one likes you. <laughs> uh, is that um, why your girlfriend t- screams to you all the time? <laughs> yeah, it motivates me. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, unfortunately, too, uh, just obviously the young kids in a big in a big tournament, and uh, you know, it's a, just unfortunate that there's been some uh, racial abuse, all you know, all kinds of abuse, and then even uh, Raf, Rashford's uh, mural got vandalized. Um, so you hate to see that in the sport. Um, so people that you know think that's okay, you know, they're just pieces of crap who are, are keyboard warriors. Um, and, and don't know anything. Yeah, that definitely shouldn't be. Uh, I don't, dude, I don't get what's the purpose of all that. Like, from these fans, what are they going to accomplish? I mean, they're just being idiots. Um, definitely shouldn't matter. I mean, look, one thing is criticizing a player for missing a PK, but it doesn't matter if they're black, white, Latino, Asian, whatever it may be. Dude, criticize them as a footballer, not because of their skin, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially because I don't know if you saw the picture. There's a picture of Saka and his mom after the game, and he was, like, crying. So that kind of sucks. So it kind of makes things worse because you already feel like crap for missing it, and then you got to deal with all these bozos online. And, again, you know, it's the age of social media. And even even Dustin Poirier, you know, talked about it, how, you know, all these all these keyboard warriors and goons just, just out there just to troll people. Um, but, you know, they, they're getting trolled. Um by people who you know don't have lives and you're talking about two professional soccer players that everybody wish they could be that so you know at the end of the day who's on top they are yeah yeah i agree um david what were your thoughts on the i mean on the euros just in general like as a whole tournament yeah yeah you know i like the tournament you know we've, we've been comparing the copa america and the euros the whole time because you know they're, they're they're pretty much the two biggest tournaments outside of the world cup and they're going on at the same time, so you're always comparing, um, and you have the biggest stars in the world playing for those in those tournaments as well. Um, so you know, I, I obviously everybody's going to enjoy the tournament. I mean, it's it's just 
the that tournament style is always exciting. Um, I think both tournaments had, had different things to offer. I think when it came to the Euros, you just had so many teams. So, you know, you had a lot of big countries going up against each other, especially in the round of 16. Um, and then in the Copa America, yeah, because you mentioned the format, the, the, fir- the, the first rounds, the group stage, um, you know, only, only two teams got knocked out. But once you got into the, uh, the knockout stage, it was, it was really exciting too. And Copa America always has that, that spiciness and bite to it because, uh, you know, all the players there don't respect the other players no matter who you are. <laughs> you know, in the Euros, you could sell it. It's, it's a little bit more like, you know, more gentleman-like. You don't see some of the crazy antics as much. And like you mentioned, the theatrics that are in the Copa America that it, it, that you see in the Euros. So I think each had something different and unique to offer. Uh, what about you, man? How did you take it in? Yeah, it's definitely just a lot, a lot, a lot of soccer this summer. Um, I think... I enjoyed the Copa America overall more. I just think the fi- the feistiness, the talent, the individual talented, they're always attacking. They're like even when you got Bolivia, right? They're still on the front foot trying to score. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Euros had some great games and then I think they had some games where it was like, eh, do I even really care to watch this one? Um obviously once they got to a knockout stage, phenomenal games. Um and yeah, I think they it was better overall cuz they had the round of 16, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. Um and they had the proper, you know, overtime and and uh, penalties like you were talking about earlier. Um, I think mm-hmm. both tournaments were great. I I, I really enjoyed them. Um, you know, the teams that I was rooting for in the final both won. And, uh, yeah, it was a good overall tournament. And, dude, I want to compare the viewership. Copa America averaged uh, 980,000 viewers. And this is for the U.S. And the Euros averaged 965,000. So, why? Why do you think in the U.S. the Copa America averaged more, just more Latino based here? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, we we talked about this uh, when even when you compare the EPL, which people would say you know the the, the best league to watch in the world, and Liga MX MX that's not the best league to watch in the world, <laughs> gets more viewership than uh, most EPL games. So obviously, you know, there's a huge. Um, you know, base here, a Latino base here that, um, you know, isn't, isn't, you know, they, they probably like watching the Euros, but you know, they're, they don't, they don't care as much as like the European or, um, you know, I, I would guess the suburban, um, you know, white people that, that like, you know, the, the Euros more, I know I probably didn't say that right, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I, I understand even though you don't speak proper English. I know Speaky so good, <laughs> um, uh, and I forgot to mention this, but for for the Euros, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was the uh, Golden Boot, five goals and an assist. Um, and you mentioned the man of the uh, other tournament was Donnarumma, Donnarumma, the the keeper. So um, yeah, you know, comparing uh, Ronaldo and Messi again, just for the just like always for the end of time. Always, always. I mean, dude, it's gonna be crazy. Um, I don't think we'll be able to see. I think there's always going to be talent, but having two of the high-level players like that at the same time was definitely a blessing. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, always performing too. Like, you know, they just they get older and they just you know they age like fine wine. And you know, it's not just like oh, it's only Ronaldo doing stuff, Messi's not doing anything, or vice versa. They they both continue to like one up the other one you know which is awesome for us yeah yeah definitely now let's get down to the real big tournament of the summer you know the one we've been waiting for but before we get into the gold cup let's talk about Guatemala a little bit huh so Guatemala we talked about the preliminaries we played Guadalupe well first of all we played um who did we play I think it's Guyana oh yeah Guyana we beat them then we had to play Guadalupe in our opinion we should have won that game Anyways, we go to PKs, dude. Went to like twenty PKs. <laughs> dude, it was and- the worst PK. Well, it was. I think it was the worst goalkeeping I've seen. Cause like, they yeah, weren't they saving anything. They weren't saving anything. It was so bad. Yeah, and I mean, dude, the guy from Guatemala, the very first PK taker, stepped up and missed it, and then he got a second chance because we kept going, and he missed again, and he it was his fault that we lost. Um, anyway, so we were supposed to be eliminated from the Gold Cup, but then the soccer gods rolls around Friday morning, Curaçao test has a big old outbreak of COVID, 
I guess they don't have a deep enough roster to call other people or they don't want to call other people because then they won't be competitive. But they they pull out of the tournament and who else? They call the best team around, Guatemala, bro. And we come in and we're here. We'd make our debut last night on Sunday. Well, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, then two days ago, make our debut. And we made noise, dude. We made noise because we lost 2-0 versus the Salvador. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! I was uh, after watching that game. I was like, man, they should, they should have just called Guadalupe. Uh, is already in there, but called somebody else to come in the tournament. Uh, that was uh, it, it was embarrassing, and I, you know, I think uh, San Salvador has a good team. Obviously, they got further than we did for the World Cup qualifying, but I mean, Guatemala like got dominated, and and they were showing the like the history the, in the history. Guatemala leads the series. And in uh, Gold Cup history, it was tied. So it's not like, you know, Asada Valor is this juggernaut of a team. They're not. So for us to get um, dominated the way we did uh, was nothing but uh, embarrassing. I mean, you're talking about – I'm looking at the stats now. It was 69% possession to 31. Um, 21 total shots to four. 22 total chances compa- uh, created to four. 494 passes to 171. Um, I mean, that's 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 what you would get if Guatemala was playing against, um, you know, U.S., Mexico, probably even England, um, but not El Salvador. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. Yeah, no, I agree 100% that it was bad. But, I mean, we got to uh, – for, I guess, the little light of the tunnel is that these guys were probably went home after the games on Tuesday – like literally probably some of them probably drank or some of them started yeah. probably, probably started eating bad. They weren't tra- yeah. doing any training. And then you have coach to hop fired. on a plane in the middle. Coach got fired. Hop on a plane. They got to like Saturday at like 5 a.m. Then they uh, they got to Miami. Then they flew to Texas. And then they trained for only one hour under the new coach. And then they went. And a lot of these guys aren't there. It's not even like they pulled up their uh, original roster. A lot of these guys are last-minute yeah. replacements that were basically in Guatemala um like basically who was available so was it i mean we should still be able to compete but i mean fatigued heavy legs you started seeing it at the end too um but i think yeah i think definitely we need to be able to do better than 2-0 and alex rodan dude disappointed in him alex rodan plays for seattle sounders um (laughs) salvadorian dad uh watermelon mother born in the u.s obviously wasn't good enough for the United States, so they called him up. Guatemala mm. had been contacting him for a while. And, dude, a lot of Guatemalans hate him now because he chose El Salvador. But not just because he chose El Salvador. Because when every time Guatemala contacted him, he said, oh, I don't want uh, a national team. I just want to focus on the club. So they said, okay, but we really want you. Just let us know what needs to be done. He's like, no, it's, right now, I just want to focus on my club. In reality, all he was doing was waiting to see which national team made it to the next round of elimin- uh, uh, of qualifications for the World Cup. And since Guatemala got out, he chose El Salvador. So a lot of Guatemalans hate him because they just said, hey, just why didn't you tell the truth instead of lying your way and basically, you know, conniving but if your you way? Told it, if, he, if he told the truth, people would have still hated him. Yeah, but you at least say, hey, I'm waiting to see which national team. I, wa- I haven't decided versus I don't want to play for a national team right now. Yeah, I guess so, man. So that's two. That's two players that didn't want to play for Guatemala. Obviously, uh, Cristian Roldan is playing with the national, the U.S. national team, and then you know this Roldan with us. I know, and then he happens to score. Yeah, and it was a good goal too, man. Yeah, so Guatemala is nice that, goal. Guatemala is the 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 guy left at the altar. Pretty much, pretty much, and uh, going on to the. Opening night was it was supposed to be at Salvador, but obviously with everything that happened, their game got pushed back. Mexico versus Trinidad, zero zero. But dude, Chucky Lozano, did you see what happened? No what, dude? They literally knocked him unconscious. Damn, he's out for the tournament. He's out for four to six weeks. Um, Damn, it was. Uh, Why don't you tell me? I would have watched the highlights. I thought you would have, dude. You're Mexican. You're Mexican. I thought you would have watched the game. For one, I wouldn't want to watch the game because it was Mexico. Two. It's Mexico versus Trinidad, so I assumed it was going to be a shellacking. Um, Anyways. And, and it wasn't, but... <laughs> Dude, the guy <laughs> dribbled sucks. in. No intention from the goalkeeper. It was 1v1. Defender kind of put slightly pushed uh, put, uh, Lozano from behind, so he fell as the goalkeeper was coming out, and he made contact straight with his knee, cut him open. Dude, it was nasty. He's out for four to six weeks. 
um, wishing him a speedy recovery. But yeah, dude, and and the ref didn't stop the game immediately. The game kept going on and on. Um, so the keeper didn't. Did the keeper get a red card? No, because it wasn't intentional at all. Like, Jeez. yeah. Um, but I heard there was some shaky refereeing going on in that game. Supposedly they took away a goal from Mexico that wasn't offside. Um, but yeah, had, uh, from the Mexico point of view, definitely a disappointing night. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, you know, don't ever want a player to get hurt like that, even if they are Mexican. But that sucks, man. Yes, uh, speedy recovery. And uh, I want to read, I want to read off some of these stats, dude. <laughs> so uh, Mexico, eighty-two percent possession to eighteen, uh, thirty total shots to four, twenty-five chances created to two, uh, and this is the biggest one, dude. 626 accurate passes to 73. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That's bad. Oh, man. That's, oh, dude, that's just bad. And it's funny, though, because I don't know if you saw a video that after the game, Trinidad was, like, in the locker room, and they were, like, dancing and celebrating. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's a big result against Mexico. Um, so, And um, it, it makes matters worse because now Mexico's going to come on. They have to beat Guatemala, so we're out yeah. of the tournament already, dude. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna truck us. Hey, could you imagine? Like now, our only Guatemala's only path is to knock out Mexico. We basically that is our only path, dude. We gotta get a tie at least, and then we gotta yeah Win against Mexico, Trinidad, Mexico, and then hope that Salvador wins against Mexico. No, well, not necessarily. Mexico beat it. I don't know, dude. We're out. <laughs> We're out of the tournament. It was a fun, it's a fun ride. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. that yeah, we're in a. Yeah. yeah, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, we're just uh, anything that happens with Guatemala going forward will be a miracle. Yeah, pretty much. Um, USA dude versus Haiti, one uh, zero. Um, I give it a C performance on the night. Um, I think they created chances. It could have been three, three nothing, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't a pretty sight to see. Um, but. What do you expect when all these players have never played together before? Um, basically, it's a whole MLS-based roster like we've talked about in the ba- past. All these players don't play together. Um, they're new to the national team. So it's usually expected. Hopefully, they're able to figure it out by the end of the group stage. But, yeah, no excuse. It's, they, they, they didn't look good, but to say it was a total disaster is, I think, exaggerating as well. Yeah, and I mean, when you saw that goal going in the eighth minute, and uh, Sam Samuel Vine scored that goal, um, you just thought it was going to be, you know, there were going to be a lot of goals scored, and there were chances they just couldn't um, finish them. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, not the best performance, but hopefully they build as a tournament goes through. Uh, at the end of the day, they still win; they get the three points, which is all that matters. Um, Defense still looks super shaky, uh, except for Miles Robinson nah, from Atlanta. He was United. part of the issue, dude. Let's be honest. Yeah. No, yeah, he didn't have he didn't have a great game. Yeah, his defense looks super shaky. The fact that Haiti was creating multiple chances on us, dude. Yeah, didn't look good. They, they yeah, and Haiti there was a I forgot what what minute, but Haiti came really really close to scoring, where they literally had to clear off the the ball like off the goal line. Yeah, yeah, dude. So I mean, overall, hopefully it continues to go. Pay attention to the Gold Cup, uh, dude. What, do you got anything else to say about the U.S.? Um, no, just the the next games we got uh, is so Mexico plays Guatemala Wednesday, Ju- July fourteenth, and then USA will play uh, Martinique uh, nine thirty on Thursday. So Canada just beat them um, four to one. So US obviously should have a favorable matchup. Hopefully they work out work out all the kinks, um, and then also uh, Tuesday we'll get, we'll get to see uh, Qatar debut this tournament, so we can see how they look. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Qatar looks. But, dude, what was I going to say? Oh, are you mad that Guzan isn't with Atlanta United and just sitting on the bench? That was that was pretty interesting. But, I mean, I, I guess Turner had a pretty good game, right? But he still might get the start. You know how sometimes they are in the Gold Cup. One keeper starts, the other one starts. So, we'll see. I would think. I, would think, I mean, it's it's Martinique, right? So, like, he, he should get the start. Um that way they can at least evaluate both keepers. But, I mean, you know, Turner didn't do anything uh, that would have stood out in the game. I think there was one that he didn't come out that he should have came out on. Um, but that was about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it's going to be an inter- interesting one to see if Turner keeps it and who gets it to start in the knockouts. But one yeah, thing I forgot we, to mention in the Guatemala game, 
where it says I saw the Lord. I don't know if you saw the little uh, guy playing. I think he's playing like right back, Savaleta. Well, anyways, did you know he Gre- he's Greg Vanny's nephew? Really? Yeah. So it's a hella random. Interesting fact: Greg Vanny's nephew plays for El Salvador. And if you guys are ever, if you guys are ever on MLS Jeopardy, uh, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's just end it, wrap it up with the moment of the week. Stud and Dad, David, go ahead. Stud, who else but Lionel Messi? Uh, I mean, he, he this is what he's wanted. So it's great to see him. Had a great tournament. Um, you know, played played really well in the uh, the final as well. Uh, and then also uh, Gianluigi Donnarumma, Donnarumma, whatever, however you pronounce it, a goalkeeper for Italy, uh, just a, piece, a, a beast in PKs and was the man of the tournament uh, for the Euros. So. And the dad? Two studs, man. The dad has to be Gareth Southgate. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, you know, it, it, parking the bus early, I don't know if that was the game plan or if that's just what happened in the game. And then obviously, you know, he could. I think he, he. England's known for having a deep team, and to not use your subs, especially in extra time, to to potentially get you the game winner, uh, I think that that was a big misstep. And then again, the the PK situation that we already talked about. I think those three things in a final uh, was just poor poor management. Yeah, yeah, I agree with the stud and dud. So guys, thank you guys for taking time and listening to this one. Make sure you guys rate us. Hopefully you like David's little intro there. Um, Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Send us emails. As always, thank you guys. Thanks, guys. We love you. Peace. Peace. It's been real. It's been fun. But it hasn't been real fun. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check us out weekly. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out via email or on any of our social media platforms. Bye. Have a good week.